Episode right. two of Scream Cheese Podcast. I'm here with Scolds, Adam and Ashley from the band. You're right, I'm Adam. I play guitar in Scolds and do the production stuff. Uh, I'm Ash. I do vocals in Skulls and write the lyrics and all that jazz. And I do the merch designs as well. Because sometimes people do kind of outsource that, don't they? Does that give you just sort of more creative control? Uh, yeah, well, like I started like a few years ago, sort of uh, delving a little bit into like graphic design and things. Got Photoshop and sort of thought I could I could do a bit better at this and sort of yeah, just practice and practice and stuff, and then start getting a few like clients other than Scolds to like who wanted designs done, which is sick. And yeah. then and then now like we're actually. Like over lockdown, I decided to. I'd saved up like all my wages basically over over the over the old pandemic, over the mm. two well, what year and a bit, whatever it was that we were all stuck inside, and then decided to buy like a an embroidery machine. And now I do all of our like embroidered stuff as well. So it's it's that's very cool. it's very internal at the moment. No, that's sick, man. Yeah, and did like all the the other clients, I suppose, come from your work on Scolds? uh yeah and also like other bands i uh like that i play in or i i know and then it's sort of just like i i i'm part of like a touring company as well so i do like merch management and stuff whereas my friend tom does like front of house and things like that so like we all sort of go out together and like that's like bands like funeral for a friend sleep token holding absence so like through that you get quite a few contacts and your name gets about and people sort of like obviously the the good the good good word of mouth gets around and yeah yeah people, yeah we get more and more business which is rad so i guess you do more at the minute you're doing more design stuff in you yeah man like um uh doing some stuff for a few like mates bands and things at the moment but a lot of um a lot of what i'm doing at the moment is uh, people are coming to me with like they want like say like 50 t-shirts embroidered and so they'll send me their design i'll get it digitized and like ready and get the right file type and then get the thread get the right backing make sure the blanks are the right type and and then yeah, yeah getting it, it, get it all made up and then get it shipped out to them and then yeah the cycle starts again with the next like next band or whatever but it's it's so fun man it's it's been super like rewarding to like do that as a full-time job which is rad so yeah no that's it man because like at the minute with the with the industry the way there is a lot of bands do have you know part-time jobs and like sometimes the band being their part-time job they can be stuck in that kind of dredge of like you know i i work like this many days a week and then i get one day for my passion Whereas yeah, yeah. you've kind of locked up. Well, you're both locked up, really, because, Adam, you're doing production full-time, which is just amazing yeah. to me, especially. Like, that's mad. Yeah, it's been um, pretty weird, I guess, is the word to describe it. Because um, <laughs> I, I had a job just before lockdown, and I was like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Then lockdown hit, and I started getting furlough. So I was like, oh, I won't quit just yet then. Um, yeah. Um, and then shortly after we went back and like retail was hell, I was like, fuck this. I'm <laughs> yeah, not doing this anymore. I just, but yeah, basically just kind of did everything I was doing, but just carried on and somehow made enough money to scrape by. So yeah, it's been wild, but very good. That's got to be rewarding, man, in the long run, especially like you've been. I mean, how long have you guys been a band for as well? Like, uh, while you've been God. doing like your jobs and that? 2018 is when, because Gold started as me and Ash basically messing about with one song. It all just kind of grew from there. Yeah, that yeah, was a, like. That was... That was a wild day, wasn't it? Like, you were <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I've got, I've got this song. Obviously, I knew you from Diabolus and like. I was in like Matt Maker at the time. I was in like a, an old metalcore band called like Nebraska. And we'd like seen each other in passing. And then Adam yeah. sort of was like, Oh, I've got this, got this track. Do you want to like do some vocals on it? Cause I sort of like, I just, I just kind of want to know what it sounds like. And it, I can't really use it for Diabolus. It's not the right style or something along those lines. <laughs> and I was, yeah, like, I was like, Yeah, sure. So they so drove down to Adam's like old studio. 
and then we sort of just sat there had a little catch up and then decided to yeah sort of smash the song out and then we were listening to it after and we were just like should we release this we were like, <laughs> and then yeah, so what, which song was that that was a uh, witch, witch hunt yeah yeah so literally like oh, i yeah, love that shoot <laughs> that's sick oh, thanks man me too man like cheers bro it's 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 a fucking great song like well, the, whole, uh, the whole of life taken man i mean it kind of like it, it speaks to me especially because i know that kirk uh was the one that did the artwork for it which i thought was really oh cool. yeah he was he was uh, just started out doing all of his fine line stuff and then to yeah, see him yeah, do bits like that was like wow and then hearing as well which i only found out the other day that you guys are actually on a video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. We're on a yeah. session, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So. Which is actually fucking sick. Because it's like being on NFL or FIFA or something, but like way better, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's cool. more so. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, yeah. Um, a, that was like, um, I've got a sister who's like two years younger than me, and she went to school with this kid called Nick, and he... um. He just reached out to me one day and was like, oh, oh by the way, I'm, I'm working on this, like, skateboarding game. Like, we don't know, like, where it's going yet. And he was like, oh, would you be interested in, like, either of your bands being on it? And I was like, yeah, man, that'd be sick. And then we sort of asked a few more questions. And he was like, yes, this game called Session. And we were like, sorry, what? And then <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like, yeah, he was just like, yeah, man, I've put it to the producers and we'll see what they say. And they just came back to me like a week later and was like, yeah, man, they want this song, this song, this song. And we were like, oh, okay. Uh, sick. That's mad, man. That is so sick. Because yeah. like, that's, that's a meme now. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that that is a meme. I've seen, because every time I go onto like the videos on YouTube or if I go to like Bandcamp or yeah. something, or if there's like any kind of comment, it's going to be referencing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah like someone that's like, oh, I said... Uh, yeah, a lot of people have said, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> After you, mate. Uh, it was just a lot of people, was, yeah, as you literally were probably about to say the exact same thing that I'm about to say, but like, um, yeah, you get people that are just like, oh, I heard this this band through Session and now I'm here. Like, it's 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 really weird, but it's, it's so good at the same time, but. No, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, very, very odd, man. That is what like, I was especially, say. especially from like the little humble beginnings of yeah, like we kind of wrote Witch Hunters. Just I had some stuff. I was in like a band. Well, I'm I'm still in obviously uh, either Mount Maker, but like, and that's very more like metaphoric and poetic, and it all has yeah. to, not it all has to, but like, a lot of it like uh, like the lyrical themes chime into and like meld into this like overarching concept story that i haven't really told many people yet but it's it's there for people who want to discover it and stuff which is cool so it was like it was then really nice to just have complete free reign of this this song that adam had written and just i'd been listening to a lot of acacia strain and i was just like oh i really want to try something like that like i want to <laughs> yeah. i wonder how far i can push like my lyrics because a lot of my stuff is just like yeah really like the map maker stuff is so they're more like mm. metaphoric and stuff whereas skulls i was just like i can be as violent as i want like lyrically yeah man. so so yeah and then yeah, we did right. and then yeah just yeah get released it and then yeah just get angry uh, get red <laughs> and then literally uh people were just like we we put it out and we were like yeah should we release it yeah we'll put it on youtube we we had a mate at the time who uh ran chug core so he like put up on there yeah sick and then he um and then we were just there and then we got a few comments and from friends being like oh is it ever going to be live and stuff and we're like oh we don't know then just like random strangers on youtube comments being like oh like when you play in shows and we were like oh i don't know so then it literally <laughs> turned into like uh my twin brother perry plays bass and he was like well i'll play bass and then jordan was like oh well i'll play drums then miles was like, oh, i could play other guitar and then literally that's how like quickly that came about and then we've been the yeah, same like lineup since. So. Yeah, man. That's, sick, man. That's good that you guys already had that sort of network going as well from like earlier projects and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone is from earlier projects. So obviously Perry yeah. was in either Mapmaker as well with Ash and then Miles for a time was in Diabolus and so I knew him from there and just from like, he, he used to, well, he used to go to college in Andover which is where I went as well. So we just knew each other from there anyway. And then yeah. Jordan is still in Diabolus, and I've known him since I was like 
like, don't even know, like 16, 15, around there. Yeah. So we go like way back, just handy to know someone that good at drums. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I've noticed that. Like, man, that, that so many people want to be at the front. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the real, like, especially with metal, man, like, drums are the one. Like, oh, really absolutely. Just sell it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine, like, a metal track with, like, just rubbish drums on it? It's just, it yeah. just degrades the entire track. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, it literally, like, I've I heard um for the first time, I actually discovered this band, you, you know him, Strangled. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, the drummer for that band, man. Like, mm-hmm. the production of that, like, that that, that ping on the, the snare. snare bro. Yeah. On sleep. <laughs> oh, no, it was sick. And like that, that really does make it. <clears throat> this is why yeah. I've really like I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out I didn't get to talk to Jordan just because like he's a fucking dab hand at the drums and all. Yeah, I mean he loves loud snares as much as anyone. Like, is <laughs> his goal to get to any venue and not get his snare mic'd up because it's already too loud? Like, yeah, it's a common thing that he does. <laughs> It's a common thing for most drummers, I think. <laughs> yeah, like snares are always like just. Uh, no, I always used to <laughs> when I when I went to a show when I was a kid, like a little little kid. Remember, I always like whenever the snare hit, I'd always kind of blink. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Uh, yeah, I've definitely had that before. Like you know when, I don't know, like you're nearing the end of a day at a festival when you're just a bit too out of it, and yeah. that one snare <laughs> wakes you up. And you're like, oh my god, I'm still here. Like. <laughs> yeah, on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, how many of these tracks do kind of follow that sort of like you were saying before about the anger? Because I've noticed that. I mean, it's obviously metal, so it's anger in- inherently. But yeah. some bands do sometimes write it more like from a positive place, and they kind of like try and spur on positive thinking. I can't. I, I could name so uh, many fucking bands, man. I'm not going to bother. But like, does it come? sort of more naturally to be the more arduous side of that or the more kind of forgiving sort of lyric content, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, with Scolds, it's, it is, yeah, I think I'd say it's like 98% anger, like all the time. It's just a mad, mad release. And it's just, I don't know, like I said, like uh, with uh, my other projects, it's sort of, it's nice to just have no limits on how sort of aggressive I can be like creatively mm. so um so yeah just uh love being really really angry obviously a lot of a lot of the songs are just sort of uh well some of the lyrics are obviously a bit like a bit far and obviously i yeah. don't go around setting fire to people but uh it is there's some very uh angry themes and yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's a single song that isn't rooted in in anger or some sort of upset with skulls. Yeah, I was trying to but think, I, but I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought I'd ask, just because, like, you know, you get some bands, like August Burns Red, for example, it sounds angry, but it's all about, you know, positivity mm. and making sure that everyone's all right. And, but then, yeah. I guess, like, with Ben Mason on the track, that can't really give any way for... And yeah. happiness because <laughs> that just oh man oh. I love I love Ben so much I love Bound in Fear like Cool Measures just like I remember sitting down with him once it was I think we were in Guildford the star yeah. maybe and they were about to play and I think one of the supports was on but he was oh you want to go like have a drink and catch up and I was like oh yeah sick like because we me and Ben weren't really sort of that close then and we sort of sat down he was saying about like Matt Maker and Skulls and lyrics and stuff we had a good old, like catch up, and then he was explaining to me like what the hand, what hand of violence was about, and stuff like for him personally, and it blew my head off, man. Like I was just like, "Jeez, I didn't know." Like he actually is, he's like a formidable, like silhouette of a man, isn't he? He's, he's yeah, big, yeah, oh yeah. He's yeah. angry. He just barrels through the crowd. Like how he can move his body in some of those, some of those ways that quickly is is unreal. Like, <laughs> it's I just love watching him like barrel through a pit at any show like when the opener's on or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's 100% um, like start to finish I swear. Yeah but then you speak to him and he's just oh he's, he's literally like a teddy bear like he's but he's sweet, he? 
but then like I don't know for me like learning what some of the more some of the more darker songs on Hand of Violence were about like I it I made me love that band even more and again, so, again the background of like different songs that's kind of like what well that was what really hits you yeah and right. that's that's why I love Pine Glass because <laughs> oh, it's yeah. literally it's it's there's no excuse you can't there's nothing you can't say. <laughs> yeah like that's gotta be so freeing for him man yeah it doesn't have to be so like deep all the time i guess yeah man it's it's, it's just fucking slam it's just fucking going to a fucking cap and just getting fucked up it's all uh, i actually yeah. want to go see them with uh street soldier sometime last year i think it was oh hell last. yeah mate that that and you talking about a silhouette of a man fucking hell scotty yeah. <laughs> oh mate, yeah, like he is a soldier right. from the streets. Like he's <laughs> mate, you see him in person. You, you well, you see him on videos, and like it's obviously like a really small screen, yeah, yeah. But you see him in real yeah. life, and Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> yeah. He's like a capital T and a capital H. If they were like one, one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <And> he's just <laughs> me. <laughs> But he is legend. He is so good. But with um, I mean, like going back to the Ben stuff, and then going back to I guess you know, Live Taker in general, like that. That was the first full thing, really. I mean, you had like a single for Witch Hunt, and you had a single for a couple others. Um, yeah. How, like, how long did that actually take for you to kind of like come together with that? Because, like you say, you came together in like a week. Fair enough. Um, trying to think, I think that once we I wrote like the instrumental to Witch Hunt, which is the first one we wrote. I think after Ash did vocals, it kind of inspired me to then carry on with it, and then also because we got booked for a show, and we only had one song. So we were like, we need yeah. to fucking march on and get some riffs down. So I'm trying to think of the songs we played. We played Monster, Leeches and Worms. But at this point, we didn't even know Ben was going to be on the track. <laughs> um, yeah. It's because we wrote it like not long before the show, really, was it? Because we had a couple of practices and that was it. We were straight in. I think we played, we had like an intro for or three and a bit songs. The last track was just literally like an extended just breakdown from start to finish. And then like yeah. a couple of weird like little uh, like interview like tape sort of things in between the songs for like 15, 20 seconds where it was a guy saying he could see demons and stuff. So it was, it was kind of cool. But then we it, like we were given a half hour slot because we were like we were opening for like fucking martyr file joiners. Yeah. And it, and it was just like that was wild in itself. And then literally, yeah, I think we we timed our set and it was like 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Jeez. it was wild. But then to get like the rest of Life Taker, I think we. we did I? Yeah, did yeah, I... we. I think we opened, didn't we? Yeah, we opened that show. Well, I we, swear we... we opened. But yeah, we were either opened or opened or second on. It was early, early slot, early slot. Yeah. So you can't really like abrogate you too much for having a seventeen-minute set, I guess. No, I mean, like it would have would have been nice to do half an hour. Like everyone, like really, really liked it. But it was literally, I think we finished and we were just like, okay, cheers. And we started packing up and literally from the crowd at the back, I just heard one person go, was that it? Is it finished? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were so sorry. Like, uh, so then we just, yeah, I think we just waddled back to, I think we, I don't know if we, did we have merch for that show? Did we get those? Yeah, we did. With the, with the, with um, the Eternal Sleep. The Eternal Sleep ones, yeah. And, yeah. the, and the bum bags. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Orange right. bum bags. <laughs> um, but, like, I think, I think it was, like, two shows after that or three shows. We were, like, it was at Joiners again. Obviously, we we love haunting that place. But it was, yeah. I think, we were main support to, uh, I set my friends on fire. 
that was <laughs> yeah. wild. And it was just the weirdest thing. It was like, we finished playing. I was like, is this actually happening? And then like, obviously, I set my friends on fire playing. And it was like, yeah, this is what? <laughs> this did actually happen. What the fuck? <laughs> that, is, that is fucking wild, man. I mean, how 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 far in to the kind of career of this band did that happen? Like? That was like show four. Yeah. Show three. It was early. It was definitely early. Yeah. It was 20... Was it 20... No, it couldn't have been 2018. Because the first show was in 2018. I can't remember, to be honest, dude. But yeah, it was either third or fourth. Got to be. Yeah. I think I think after like a, like lockdown, literally time just doesn't really have much meaning sometimes now. Oh, it's like, oh, was that two yeah. years ago? Was it three years ago? Like... Yeah, I still feel like wild. 2019 was two weeks ago. But... Yeah, no, <laughs> it's been it's like that whole pandemic thing, man. It's been going on for years, isn't it? Back to what I was saying about the production <laughs> side, I guess, of Life Taker as well. Because Adam, you are the one for that. I'm guessing I, I am the one. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, trying to think now. Um, so essentially, like when we were writing the demos and stuff, it would typically be me sat at my desk just write an instrumental track um send it to the guys get changes done if the guys felt we needed to change stuff miles would come round cuz he only lived like in the town next to me and then I'd get ash round we would do the vocals on it and we would just keep gradually working through the album like that, I guess, when it came to tracking. Because um, mm. we're all, like, pretty busy people as well, so we're trying to kind of do this at a good pace and also get on with, like, normal life as well. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think how long it took to kind of get all of Life Taker tracked and done and everything. Mm. Yeah, because it's for for a first release, man. It sounds really good. Oh, really but not but not even like for a first release, if you know what I mean. Like it just like all the different sounds, like all the little nuances from just even just like the opening tracks, man. Just fucking sick. No, oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I do like when it comes to kind of making it sound a bit different and a bit more stand out, I guess, than just kind of having. Riff breakdown, riff breakdown, and then it yeah. like riff salad, and not really like, yeah. You know, all the songs start to sound the same, which I want the songs to always sound kind of like consistent, mm. but never like you could take the riff from song four and put it in song two, and it doesn't change anything. It's just a yeah. placeholder riff. Yeah. So I guess like I do a lot of stuff with kind of like tracking in a really shitty sounding lead guitar and then just kind of manipulating that loads uh just yeah. like plugins and sending it back out to my wah pedal and not actually yeah, uh, a little interlude part where the 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 guitar kind of like rises up while there's all this other well, there's a sample coming through i can't even remember what that sample's even from um, oh, um, the, uh, the you're a freak or whatever. Like you're not a freak. Oh, it's it's basically like a, I think it's a priest, isn't it? Telling a telling a woman that she banishing uh, a woman from her is, village uh, guilty of witchcraft. So basically, they gotta like, and they gotta yeah, take around yeah. all the other villages to set an example. And it's like, uh, mm. yeah, and, and in in your humiliation, you will be cured, and may God be with you. But I think, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's all a bit fun with the old witch thing, but yeah, that's and because, like I said, it does it does sound amazing, um, but then like that that would be down to I guess your sort of background with producing other people as well. Like we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Like you're working on all sorts at the minute, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, um, just kind of having the experience of working on loads of other bands. And my old bands before this, like I did some recording for Diabolus and stuff um, back in the day for our first EP. Uh, I didn't mix that though. So I think this was one of the first things I mixed. 
of my own and then put out yeah. um mm. only because like, i didn't want to i didn't want to use local bands as like guinea pigs to test my mixing but you've got to get your practice in somewhere and yeah. my clients were still happy so yeah um yeah i guess just obviously when when you're mixing your own band you kind of are you're cursed and graced a bit because you'll never feel like it's properly done because it's your own thing and you want it to be the best and the best is constantly changing because yeah, like production is just moving so fast mm. um yeah so you could spend like two years mixing a record and eventually you'll just be like when am i going to say this is actually done um yeah, yeah it's um I, I was really... watching this thing the other day actually about this guy he was making a stop motion movie for the last like 30 40 years what that's mad and he's going on about like, he's been doing it with his wife uh they've been married for like yeah about the same time that they've been working on this film and he, he was just going on about you know i'll never think that this will be done and people yeah. probably will never see it, but they'll keep working on it over and over just because of that whole, uh, I guess, like the hunt for like the perfect, like the most that they can put into it and then making sure that that is the best that they can do with it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly it. It's crazy, mate. It's just weird. But then you've got to think that's commendable in a way, in like a psychotic sort of way. Yeah, like I, I respect it. But at the same time, I think... I think I would respect it more if they just kind of dropped it because I think after if I was working on an album for 30 years, it's <laughs> never going to fucking hit expectations of people if they hear I've been working on it for 30 years. Yeah. Like people are going to uh, hear it and be like, mm, yeah, it's all right, but, but that, did it really take you 30 years? Yeah. Is it like, I guess, in that time, yeah, like the, the changes in just... Uh, just music in general and then just like uh, not to mention like what instruments there are what not like they're gonna make a glockenspiel xylophone saxophone combo i mean like obviously like guitar stuff gets like better and like yeah. it gets better and like there's better ways to record things to make things sound better and like i think you're you're always going to be chasing that if you're doing it for that long but it's like mm, yeah, yeah. If you work on something for 30 years, like just give up on Mambo number five and start doing Mambo number six. Like, yeah. like <laughs> do, do something else. Maybe. Yeah. And speaking of, you guys have got a new single out, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It was, uh, was it this year? It was this year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, this year, yeah. also. End Good of July, Curse I think. Uh, yeah. And that was uh, Curse Giver. It was indeed.
Does that does that kind of like are we expecting to see any kind of like long plays soon because of that as like a, like a little teaser or uh, yeah man I think it's oh I know the landscape of like releases has kind of changed a bit due to like COVID I think people are trying yeah. to get like instead of say like well, literally what we were just talking about people like working on an album for X amount of time and like, I think maybe if we were to say yeah we're going to do an album. And then say we get like lockdown number three, it's kind of like mm. if we're not in a position to do stuff remotely, and then it's going to add delays and stuff, and then you kind of lose the passion for it, and then or it might stay there the whole time. But I think it's and that's why a lot of bands at the moment are doing like EPs, or then they'll do an EP, then another EP, and then re-release it as like a two EP album package of things. One thing that happened recently, and like a couple of days ago, was. Uh... Knocked Loose brought out that Afraid in, in the oh, what was it? Something Afraid in the, in the Path of Life or something. Tear in the Fabric of Life. That's it. Yeah, they brought yeah. that out out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, man. Um, it's probably one of the fucking sickest things I've heard for a while. And plus the visuals as well. Now, that must have taken time. Because like, with the visuals, man, that must have taken a huge amount of time. Yeah, like, like a 22-minute long music video. like, And there's so many little little callbacks just in that EP to like uh he's like um like followed by the moon there's a callback to that and then there's like a oh, hide you on my walls which is a callback to another yeah. song and then yeah yeah in though like obviously the the uh the EP starts and the video starts with like the before the car crash which is like the whole story of the EP like mm. they're listening to the radio and then the um the song that comes on after Dead Ringer on the on uh, the first uh, first album, yeah. On, yeah uh, sorry, on Laugh Tracks, where it's like I see your eyes, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is like it wasn't it a song his granddad wrote or something? No, it was his uncle, I believe, and they oh, toured no, around. I think that's the reason why Brian from Knocked Loose wanted to get into music in the first place because his yeah. uncle was like a touring musician, and he was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to do that." Oh, that's sick! But yeah, the fact that they put that sample in when they were skipping through the radio in the car, I was like, "That's sick!" It's such a good little, little tidbit. Mm. Like, yeah, man. Well, it's because you got to think like that's got to be like the most not because it's so unanticipated. It has. It's probably the most artistic thing that they've done so far, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I man. So. Uh, it's, it's like the visuals as well as mm. the music together. It was. It looked so. Like, it looked like they were both made for each other. In a really cool, like contrast. Yeah, man. Like you know one what I mean. The same. Yeah. Mm. It's mad. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like, like it the, fits uh, the, so the well. Whole... It's not like. No, sorry, carry on. <laughs> I want to list this out. Oh, it's like it, it's like they were made for each other. Like it's not. You're listening to one thing, but the thing you're watching doesn't quite add up. It's just a video, but it's nothing like that. It's they are, yeah, they are like one in the same. It is like a big art piece. Yeah, man. Yeah. Obviously, That's not to put it down to an art piece, like when you get, don't know, some some guy on the street who's 
don't know, painted uh, a giant bouncy ball on a wall and then put like playtime is over or something and then he's there just on the floor screaming into a pillow and then he records it and then puts it on YouTube. You're like, okay, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> where, where is like that as an art piece to use that phrase is just, it's so, so good. Mm. And so, Especially right now and like in the way that, like, I mean, you get a lot of, not even just bands, but like just artists in the industry in general. That'll just, like you say, they'll just have like a, a video that doesn't mean shit. But then this is just refreshing. Like, because they're a big band as well. Knock Loose have done fucking great for themselves, man. Because oh, they're yeah. heavy, but they're still oh, yeah. very accessible. They're still like, and like they're just one of the best bands right now. Top bands right now. No. Sure. They're kind of broken that genre as well because they come from like this is hardcore type scene, like strictly like you know die hard like hardcore fans. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like could basically tour with Bring Me at this point. I reckon. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's insane Definitely. how mm. big they got so fast out of that genre as well. You just don't really ever see it. Yeah, no, the whole slam thing, especially like mm. um, but then. When they, because they did split, they just kind of like worked their asses off. Like they did splits with pretty much anyone that they could. Like they were doing shit with Malevolence as well. But then to yeah. have that as well, because like Malevolence are kind of the same. They're so independent. They've got their own like yeah. thing going on. Yeah, man. They are top dogs. Indeed. They are so good. Like they just did uh, all the, because Guilt Trip released a new record, is it yesterday or the day before? And just. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then um, Guilt Trip have started doing their own merch, so they've got loads of new stuff coming. But then also Malevolated, did like like that label, like the Malevolence run, did some like exclusive stuff as well, like football tops and well, not football tops, like sort of like football jerseys and stuff. Yeah, it looks it, but it's not. Mm. It's so yeah. good, like. But yeah, like Guilt Trip are doing their all their embroidered stuff they do themselves, which is sick. Yeah. Are you thinking of like expanding the merch thing as well? Because you were saying before that you handle all the embroidery. Is it literally just you that does it? Uh, Yeah, man. Like uh, we've got, we're starting to do things like we just did Blossom and Die Festival, which was just a super fun time all day. It was like ten bands, and just I think after during the first band set, the second band's guitarist had his nose broken, so they had to get a fill in. Like Jesus. it was yeah, it was just like we got there and literally everyone was just like it was like, you know, when you're you used to be at school and someone falls over and has a nosebleed and literally when you get to school everyone comes up to you and they're like, Oh Gareth had a nosebleed. Like literally like, everyone, <laughs> everyone was coming up to us like, oh yeah, there was uh, like a broken nose in the first band. It was like, oh fair man, that's crazy. And then no, next... wait, was that, that did the guy just fall over or was it like in, no, in the pit? To him, he, got, or... he got cracked in the pit, like fuck. Yeah, man. Dope. But <laughs> like, obviously, so like not playing the end then. Uh, no, they uh, their mate filled in on guitar. The band still played. Oh fair. Yeah. Yeah, which is sick. Like, and obviously they're uh, they're all mates anyway. And obviously, like, uh, but things do get a little a little feisty sometimes. But we did. Oh, yeah. Um, now the amount of gigs that have been shut down. It's, it's, it means it's it's mostly festivals that they do that as well, and it really annoys me because it's like all the open area that you have, and you have to shut it down. It's just weird for me. Yeah, man. But, um, but yeah, for that uh, day, we did. Um, uh we had some lighters that we had done before lockdown that say scolds and it says burn them underneath we mm. had them for ages and we were about to do loads of shows then lockdown happened and obviously we can't post them because they're it's a lighter so we had those and then uh i was just like oh let's just do some like one-off merch just for this day but i didn't really tell the guys and then literally the day before i was like oh I got like orange and black balaclavas embroidered. I got bucket hats done. I got these big like sort of uh sort of like really relaxed fit t-shirts that like are super soft like I got them embroidered and we kind of just turned up with like all this new merch. Yeah, you're like, going to bring any of that back, you think? 
Yeah, we're literally uh, our big cartel has been up, updated with all the new stuff uh, and like the stuff that was left over. So there, that's going to be going up. Like by the time this goes out, I assume it will already be up. But for yeah. we're playing with Starved in um in Bristol in November. So we're doing some extra stuff for that, and we got a few other things planned for like. Right, definitely at the start of April, there's a thing that we're doing, which is going to just be ridiculous. But uh, yeah, man, we're 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 properly like just kind of in it now and sort of doing stuff that we, like we would wear ourselves. It's not like we're just going getting the same logo and putting it on everything. Like, no, that's it's, cool, man. So, yeah, that's the trouble. My cupboard's filling up with my own merch. I'm starting to feel like my ego's going to get huge. <laughs> 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 You got some real, real five finger death punch vibes going on. Oh yeah, oh, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, when the new release does eventually come out, for like whenever you want to do it, will there be sort of like a new kind of theme, or is it going to be? Do you reckon the same as like say like where where it comes from lyrically? I mean. Like the like the anger and that because that's that seems like it's just an outlet. Oh, what uh, will the music be any different or like yeah. the lyrics of? Um, well, I mean, yeah, kind of both, I guess. Uh, I think we're just sort of we're just sort of change not changing as a band like we're just we're growing like we're getting more used to like what everyone else in the band is sort of capable of and like like Perry uh, who plays bass, my twin brother, he started doing like. Like the call and response vocals in Curse Giver, like he he's the other voice. It sounds similar to mine, but it's more like a departure, yeah. sort of scramsy sort of feel to it. Like so he started doing that and then he's like, we're more than happy to get him on some more, like doing some more bits. We've kind of got like a few ideas just for a few other little surprises we want to do, but a lot of it is, yeah, just like pure anger and stuff. But I'm kind of I'm writing some stuff for that. Well, we're writing, we've got some songs written, like literally last week, we sort of started penning them and finalizing them like lyrically. And yeah. it's a lot more, not because I, I hate like overly political things, but stuff a bit like a bit more sort of that everyone can kind of get a feel for, not just, oh, this guy's angry because he had his nose broken at a show or something. Like it's very <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, I don't know, it's not, it's, I'm kind of doing some more stuff lyrically that isn't just, oh, uh, this person annoyed me, so now I'm really angry, or I'm yeah, really angry. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, you've, you've probably had a lot of time as well during lockdown and, like, everything in the last year to kind of get that all sort of together. Yeah, man. Um, well, I... Literally, as soon as lockdown hit properly, it was like the 22nd of March or something. I can't remember. And literally by the next day, I'd applied at Tesco to do nights. And I started doing like six nights a week and just it literally consumed my life. Yeah. I kind of didn't get much written. I was either asleep or at work and it sucked. No. But, um, out, out of there now, like, and obviously it gave me the money to sort of start all this merch stuff in a touring company and stuff. So, um, but well you you what you've literally just been doing that in in the time between the beginning of lockdown and now if you, is it has it literally been in in that time uh that was me working at tesco and then literally as soon as lockdown was over like almost properly over when was it it was uh lockdown. yeah there's been no, yeah, when... there's been so many man like <laughs> Was when when was it that I left working nights at Tesco? I think it was like originally my plan was to be out of there by uh, I think it was like October, so like this month. But then it ended up being oh now September, and then I ended up I think I left in like very end of July, start of August, and then literally me and my friend Tom started a touring company. Uh, we got like some guitar techs and drum techs on board and stuff and things like that, and just. Yeah, we started just getting like bookings in for like the whole whole team to go out and sort of provide all our services at once for us for a band. Like that's mad, man. Yes, yeah, that's actually sick. Cheers, man. It's super fun and like it's some quite like high profile like 
sort of names as well that we've kind of we knew before lockdown so now we've sort of just matured as like as business people and we we do know what we like what we can offer and what we bring to the table and so do these other bands so we keep getting like repeat work which is really nice so yeah is that like your first time sort of doing something like that as well uh business uh i've run like a clothing line before and things like that and little bits here and there but like uh, and I started before lockdown. I was kind of just, uh, I was working for like O2 Academy in Bournemouth, like doing like doing like shows and stuff. And then I started doing merch there, which is kind of more my thing. And then I'd started doing like for friends bands, I'd go on tour with them and do their merch for free. And then I got the offer to go out with landscapes for like a weekend with like 18 okay. visions. So I was like, okay, sick. And I got like, I think it was like, I got like fuck all a day, but I was like the fact that I was even getting paid, I was like, this is mad. Yeah. So then and then obviously like started going out with like holding absence and stuff, and then all of a sudden, like obviously their manager is Ryan from Future History, who's the drummer of Funeral for a Friend. So he was like, Oh, Funeral for a Friend need a merch guy for these dates, can you do it? And I was like, Jesus Christ, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then and then literally it's gone from there and now it's just like where the world is all opened up again it's like we've we've had some tours that we've had to turn down just because we're already booked which is insane yeah. to think that's mad but like uh yeah man it's been super fun and super like rewarding just to see it all come like to fruition and then we're sort of we've added like we outsource not outsource embroidery but if like any bands that we're working for need merch done we also then do that and then we can bring it with us on tour and it's, it's yeah we're kind of like trying to get as many things under one umbrella as possible so we can like offer like the most complete package we can but then say you call up and you just need i say call up as if we've got a landline uh, <laughs> hello ash and tom tours like, like it's um like if we get an email and they're like oh like we don't need we've got our like our mate's going to do our merch for free or like we've already got a merch guy or we've already got a driver. We just need a drum tech. We can just be like, yeah, sick. We know a guy here. Here's his rate. To the... And then we do it like that. So we just send like one of the team out instead of all of us. But then if a band comes and they're like, we need front of house, we need a TM, we need a driver, we need guitar tech, drum tech, we need a merch manager uh, and we need a second merch seller. We can just go, yeah, yeah. Seven people, however many I just named. I'm, uh and just go yeah we've got it here's the figure like so that's bad that's actually sick that's actually so cool that you guys have got that so internal as well because with everything that i mean like usually like if you have so many kind of i say talent like because it is talent like if you had so many talented people the egos sometimes can be so just yuck you know yeah 100%. But then you guys, like, it seems like it's just so liquid and so natural because you guys have been, like, working together for time and, like, doing bits together for time. So that's fucking sick that it's still going strong, man. And it really is humble beginnings. It's like, what, you guys are based in Brighton now? Uh, No. So we're kind of all scattered over, but no one's in Brighton. Ash lives in Cardiff now. It's sort of... Southampton and Basingstoke and Andover, really, and then I live in Cardiff now. Yeah. Brighton. Oh well. Yeah, no, because I know that. Well, it had to be Basingstoke because that yes. was the because back in back in when uh, Life Taker came out, I was uh, working at the college over there, and it was like, ooh. And then that's oh, how it came back into my head. You know. Oh. Fair yeah. Yeah, big up, big shout out to Kirk for doing the artwork, and then like the stuff oh, he's yeah. doing now is kind of like sort of like Cuphead sort of looking stuff, and it looks so good. Like, oh, the rubber hose stuff, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, so sick. Yeah, no, he's he's a good guy as well. He's a great cool, guy. cool because he's like so passionate about it, man. He really is big time. Not even just like the art side of things, but like just like even just music in general. I would always like have him giving me like, oh man, listen to this band, listen to this band, listen to this band. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And yeah. sometimes it could, it, like sometimes when someone says, oh yeah, listen to this band, it could be like, oh whatever. But all of them, 
like 98% of them were all fucking bangers. So <laughs> I've yeah. got to appreciate him for that at least. Yeah, you got to have someone like that in your life. Yeah, man. Well, you know, 